Hi. It's me again. It's mid-October 2020. And I've come out here to this cemetery, Cypress Grove Cemetery, here in New Orleans. Because I like to visit actually fairly frequently, but also for some reason I like the idea of recording audio while walking, talking and walking, talking and walking. I don't know why, but for some reason it appeals to me more than sitting down in front of a microphone in a studio. Problem, of course, is it could be noisy out here. I've tried a few different things. So this is another test. I'm using a Zoom H2 handy recorder, handheld on the low gain setting, holding it about a mouth, foot from my mouth, I would guess. Just walking along here. I do have a windscreen on the device. But I'm hoping at the low gain setting that traffic noise in the background will be minimal. I am quite close to the I-10. So you'll hear some interstate traffic undoubtedly. There's also some kind of maintenance guy banging on something. Not in the cemetery, across the fence over there. And of course there's wind. Wind is probably the most uh, wind is probably the most difficult thing to contend with. The most detrimental, that's the word I'm looking for. The most detrimental to some good audio quality. And I do like to have good audio quality. Enough of these technical details. You're probably wondering if you're even still listening after all that. What on earth could I possibly have to talk about anyway? Well, I wanted, I'm realizing that I need practice on articulating. I feel as though I do have some perspectives that are worth sharing. But I don't get enough opportunity to speak on them. So I'm hoping that by holding full, forth to a microphone, to this podcasting idea, putting it out there, whether people listen or not, I'm hoping it'll give me some practice. One of the most important things I need to practice speaking on is Gaia, Mother Earth. In fact, I use the term Mother Earth 
the name Mother Earth probably more frequently than I do Gaia because it requires less explanation, I feel like. If I say Mother Earth to well, almost any fellow American, if they speak English, they probably know what I'm talking about, at least vaguely. And we might have different ideas about Mother Earth. But at least they know. Or at least we're in the ballpark. If I say Gaia, we've got more explaining to do. And if I need to explain, what am I going to say? I'm probably going to say Mother Earth. <laughs> you know? So what's the point? Let's cut to the chase. Although, I do like the name Gaia. In particular because Gaia has some scientific currency, be it ever so controversial. Gaia's the name used by serious scientists and scholars. So there's a little credibility, I suppose. But probably not much, because people are quick to dismiss scholars and scientists and whatnot. And I've experienced that firsthand. Hey, what do you think of Gaia theory? Oh, that's a bunch of malarkey. Uh, you know, people have their minds made up. Furthermore, I've come to realize that I seem to obsess a little bit too much about scientific credibility. I've got a little bit of, um, I guess, anxiety maybe even an inferiority complex or something. I've internalized a great deal of the, I guess we could call it Western scientific materialistic worldview. I've internalized a lot of that, but I'm not a scientist. So it's like I've got a little fake scientist inside of my head criticizing and uh, making commentary. I say a fake scientist because uh, what else could it be? I don't have a real scientist in there. I'm not really trained as a scientist. So whatever I'm imagining in these internal monologues, this internal voice, is probably not even incredibly scientific. Yeah, I've realized that maybe I'm putting a little too much emphasis on that. That it's actually detrimental, there's that word again, detrimental to my thinking. In particular when it comes to Gaia, Gaia theory, understanding Gaia, I'm keen to study up on the science learn about that. I respect it. And I've been doing so. And it hasn't always been easy because I, I don't have a great deal of scientific training. But I fancy that I'm smart enough to get up to speed on some of the basics. So I've been doing that. 
But I've also, I think it's important to realize, to recognize that what Gaia means to me is not solely scientific. If the science was to fall apart tomorrow, what would it matter to me? Well, it would be a be a big setback to me, actually, to Mike, because I've kind of established a way of looking at the world, a way of thinking. Uh, it's been a big process for me over the last 10 years, I would say. So it would be a big adjustment if the science all fell apart tomorrow. I don't think it will. I think there's been plenty of criticism. We know, I know what the criticism is. I don't think anything's going to shift on that front. But it's interesting as a thought experiment to say, what if it did? I, Gaia would still exist for me. Gaia would still have meaning. Gaia would still be a meaningful reference point, a meaningful framework, because it's not all just about science. And that's what I need practice on, is speaking not just to the science, which, well, I probably could use practice on that too, but uh, in particular speaking about what Gaia means to me, why Gaia is meaningful, whether it's science or something else. What is that something else? I guess it's matters of the heart. And that is why I'm thinking of this, this process, this, these words I'm saying now as being part of kind of articulating my Gaian heart journey. I don't know, that's just one way of labeling it. But it's true. I was raised in a conservative Christian doctrine, Protestant. Um, not Baptist, actually, but Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Without getting into all the details of that. It's just worth noting that um, those early formative years of one's life, well, they're called formative for a reason. The rest of your life you're going to be dealing with the repercussions, psychological and otherwise, of how you were taught to look at the world. I repudiated that faith before I really came into full maturity as a teenager. And that precipitated 
or perhaps was precipitated by, a deep existential crisis, philosophical crisis, all those big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? What has value? Where does value come from? All these things came up. Well, that was a long time ago. I felt like I would spend much of the rest of my life re or answering those questions and kind of re-evaluating, re-establishing, rebuilding my worldview, my, rebuilding myself. And so it's been birth of my daughter in 2008. Not long after the uh, flooding of New Orleans in 2005, that kind of led me to a second phase, if you will, on this spiritual quest. Kind of kick-started a lot of things back up. I guess you could say my journey had kind of had kind of um, flagged in terms of the energy that I put into it. I'm over on the other side of the cemetery now, by the way, far from the, farther from the interstate. There's a lot of big tombs and whatnot. I'm thinking the audio might be better. Anyway, eventually I did go on a um, one-year very intentional project of trying to discover my religion. That's a crude way of putting it, but I hope I'm understood. At the end of it, I pretty much realized that I was a Gaian. The Gaia, the idea of the living, interlocking ecosystems of the earth as an as the um, the entity of the being, which for me, she inspires awe, she inspires reverence, and more than that, I'm a part of her. I participate in her. I constitute her to some small measure. And this is where a lot of the meaning and value in life, in my existence as I know it, where it derives. I say a lot because, of course, I realize the guy is just a limited part of a much greater universe. And yet I think kind of feel like Gaia is enough. The earth is enough. I'm a naturalist, a philosophical naturalist, that is. Uh, I would define that as being somebody who believes that nature is enough. But nature's huge, right? Nature is, I believe, everything that exists. <laughs> Nature 
is enough from my standpoint to answer the most important questions that we confront. We don't have to have recourse to imagining something outside of nature and so forth. But I want to go one step further and say that uh, I'm not just a naturalist, I'm an earthist. I guess you could say a Gaian. I believe this world, and by this world I mean this planet, is enough. to understand who I am, where I came from, what my place is, and all those big philosophical questions. So, I guess this is a good place to wrap up. This might be the first installment in a new series, or the last installment in an old series, or who knows what, maybe it'll never come to fruition. I don't really know where I'm going, but do any of us ever really know where we're going? No, I just want practice, practice articulating about Gaia, about the Gaian perspective, about Gaianism, because I am, after all, part of a movement. I'm not alone. There are other people who feel as I do. And I've been uh, convening local meetings around this idea since May. It's October now, so five months. Pretty much every week. And yet I feel like I'm only scratching the surface, only barely reaching, well, really just a couple other people in my local community. So I need practice speaking and thinking and communicating. That's what this is about.